0: Yeah, say hello to the bad guy, guy. the good guy coming last place, smell that dope when I pass
1: by I let my money at a fast pace Say hello to the bad guy, this is the podcast where we drink, smoke, and bullshit about criminal history Uh, This is another one of our mini episodes So sometimes in the course of doing my research I find some stories that I think are real interesting, but don't have quite the content to cover a full episode. So I decided this is my podcast. I can do what I want. So we're going to do so many smaller episodes where we cover so many side stories. So let me introduce you to my guests. First, I got with us Tank.
2: Hey, everybody. How's it going?
1: And also with us today, we got Dan. What up? So Tank, you got something you was awful excited about today.
2: Yeah. Yep. It's from uh, Topling Goliath and they're in uh, Decorah iowa I'm, I'm, I'm thinking i'm pronouncing that right husband and wife started the brewery looks from their website says about 10 years ago they're really highly regarded they win a lot of awards and stuff my buddy uh ended up grabbing some they're in 27 states now and they uh they were in michigan and i guess they haven't been in michigan for too long so wanted to spread the love on the show and pick this up i got their galaxy dry hop pseudo Sue pale ale um i'm assuming it's a line that they got and this particular one has a lot of galaxy hop um it's got some citra hops it's uh dry hopped anyways i'm not sure the alcohol level it's pretty solid man i like it it's a hazy pale ale style so you know you pour it in the glass it's gonna look like orange juice it's got a really nice uh, couple layers in it man it's good brew
1: What what i like is the art on that bitch that's not your average purple dinosaur man yeah
2: it's a wicked um t-rex saint your daddy's barney right on But anyways, (laughs) dorking out on the can art, but it's really good.
1: Dan, what'd you bring to drink today?
3: I brought some uh, special Dumble Cream Stout, which I don't have a big background on it. And uh, I just know it's from Michigan. It's from Bells and it's quite tasty. Well, I know. I almost grabbed it. (laughs) Yeah, And it too has cool art. It's got hay in a circle. (laughs) Take that shit.
2: It does. It does.
3: But well, well, you... no, it's good. Like I said on uh, the last podcast, we were on the uh, Benny Binion, it's fall season. I'm getting on my pot, my uh, stouts and porters and all the dark shit
1: nowadays. Right on. Well, I grabbed a, a Founders Breakfast Stout, which is double chocolate, coffee, oatmeal stout, which is just like a list of shit that I like. It's, <laughs> a, it's like a checklist of my shopping list. But... <laughs> everything in the mo- This is like your shake. Right. Oh, yeah. 8.3 percent, so it's Damn. a strong one and
3: they want that for breakfast <laughs> man they're trying to get fucked up by noon
1: right i thought this was michigan not ireland <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck i know you wanted to mix it up because you always go hard local so you know what you said so you said you're gonna get some beers outside of local but we held it down
2: yeah so that we, way we still thanks fellas i appreciate that <laughs> and i really did and that that's like grassroots stuff it seems like from iowa like a family-owned business so to them it's a Probably a pretty proud local brewery, you know, because they're highly regarded. So wanted to give some love to some other states breweries.
1: Well, we we say support local, but I guess I mostly mean like mom and pop, because that's somebody's local, and they they need that support too. Yep. Before we get started, like always, we got to thank Six Foles Swaino for letting us use his music in the intro. Also, Cancer for letting us use his song Blood. And then he also did our artwork that you can see on Eyes Bleed Defiance on Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at Bad Guy Podcast. And then we also got the website, badguypodcast.com. And we now have, even though we have most forms of social media, we now have a TikTok that it seems to be doing pretty well. So Instagram and TikTok would be the ways to follow us, which is also a Bad Guy Podcast on TikTok. But we'll go ahead and get started. And the bad guy we're covering today is Natalina Maria Garaventa.
4: It's ain't negotiation time. This is Scarface final scene. Fucking bazookas under each arm. Say hello to my little friend. Well,
3: wow, it's a lot of syllables right there.
1: So Natalina Maria Vittoria Garaventa, A.K.A. Dolly, A.K.A. Hatpin Dolly. Yeah, I definitely changed that name.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't know exactly how they got Dolly. There are no like D's in that entire name, but whatever.
2: We'll get there gave you a lot of options for aliases but she went with the Dolly
1: well, she was born in Italy December 26 1896 and her parents immigrated to America when she was still a baby they settled in Hoboken New Jersey uh, she was pretty and petite which earned her the nickname Dolly even as an adult she topped out at five foot 90 pounds as a teenager she fell in love with a Sicilian immigrant who changed his name to Marty O'Brien to help pursue a career as a prize fighter damn everybody changing their names we get that a lot i believe out of the guys we've covered that's like the third or fourth italian that changed herself to a irish name well especially yeah. in the boxing community that seems
3: to be where they're like ah, irish or nothing
1: well and then once we've seen it in pro wrestling too but either way when you're on that circuit you need to bring in the people and at that time they weren't feeling the paisans apparently <laughs> dolly's family disapproved because he was sicilian and illiterate and against her family's wishes they eloped and were married on valentine's day 1914
2: oh yeah you want your kids to do some stuff just tell them not to that's the easiest way to get them to do it (laughs) it's forbid them to do it man they're gonna do it then for sure he's sicilian i love it just we're italian
3: he's sicilian that's racist well he's illiterate so we don't like him because of that sicilian came
1: before illiterate (laughs) just like a real
3: sicilian
1: (laughs) well and you know that's bullshit because it's 1914 most people couldn't read (laughs) yeah
2: yeah i want to say it was like a 15 or 20 percent probably back then right maybe
1: yeah on december 12th 1915 she gave birth to her only child a 13 pound boy so i don't know how i don't know how familiar you guys are with baby weights but 13 pounds Jeez. fucking gigantic and,
2: and isn't that crazy man that's how it always goes to five foot 90 pounds Jeez, man yeah that's
3: what i'm saying that's a itty bitty vagina for a big old baby to be <laughs> popping through here
2: man just throw this one-sixth your body weight right out of you
3: he, he made a mess of poor
2: dolly Poor
3: Dolly. She, she probably did double
1: in size just in the ninth month for sure um they said the doctor had to use forceps to pull them out which put, like, a permanent scar, like, on his face. He had some permanent scarring or whatever.
2: Yeah, I could imagine. I'm surprised they didn't need the jaws of life. <laughs> That's how they come back. That's how it shows you how far we've come in, in medical. Like, let's get these giant clamps and pull that baby out of this woman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah, I nicked him a bit, but he'll be all right. Yeah. right. <laughs>
2: How'd the he baby come be...
1: out? Ah,
3: he'll be all right. A little little permanent scarring, yeah. but nothing bad. He should be happy he's alive. <laughs> So, so grabbing a tweezer like a splinter out with the tweezer
1: like I almost got it. Oh <laughs> shit. Oh, I snapped it. She spoke English as well as many different dialects of Italian, which she used to help community members in court proceedings to attain citizenship. So this brought her to the attention of local politicians who made her the first female immigrant boss of the 3rd ward. And she was known she would reliably bring in hundreds of Italian votes for democratic candidates.
3: So they just threw her out there to
1: honeypot the Italians into voting. Well, it said that someone had said that she was always known to have a politician's demeanor. So she's a liar? (laughs) She's a scumbag. (laughs) Well, I think the ideal politicians, what we wish a politician was, like she wanted to help the community and she could, you know, people liked her and she tried to help them get their citizenships. You know, fake politicians. What we If we were writing a a kid's book about politicians, what we would say.
3: Well, you said like, she didn't work for the court, but for some reason she was just there helping all the people that couldn't speak English just
1: become citizens for the heck of it, pretty yeah. much. Well, probably because probably she's a nice human, like trying to support the community, I'm guessing. Yeah. She was active in the women's suffrage movement, once tying herself to City Hall, and she also made a living on the side as a midwife. Probably could have put those in two different bullet points.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the duality of it. She's a good little housewife, and she's got big ideas. How many times do you think, like, old 19, like, early 1900s, white dudes in suits come out? You know, for a little dame, you got some big ideas <laughs> running around that little head
1: of yours. Yeah, you're thinking all these women should vote, hey? Yeah. <laughs> she also began making her first money criminally when she started running an illegal abortion service. This is where she earned the nickname "Hatpin Dolly." Oh yowza. Wow. So it's the most disgusting version of that nickname you could I, ever imagine. I, you, I you no longer like that. You think nickname.
3: her uh, <laughs> her kid, as he got older, was like, "Did the doctor really nick me with the four steps, or <laughs> was I just a survivor?" Hatpin, <laughs> right. <hit> <laughs> that big ass baby fucked
1: her shit up so much. She's no woman will ever go through this. <laughs> Um, legend has it she was arrested at least six times and convicted twice for providing illegal abortions okay now trying to avoid getting into the politics of it i get two different stories looking it up some people seen her as a community hero that she was one of the options to offer sanitary legitimate options like a woman safe healthy option she had an experience as a midwife as a a pre Roe versus Wade alternative to get an abortion. Some people just say she was making 50 bucks pops off abortions with a hat pin.
3: Say I, I would venture towards the first one because of the character. Like if this was a court case, like character witnesses, like she's built up the credit of being an upstanding. So I don't think she was out there just with a fire in her eyes, wanting to (laughs) fucking stab fetuses out. Like I I think she definitely (laughs) did it as a, community thing especially she seems like she's very I mean she's an early feminist she's into women's suffrage she's doing things so I definitely think she would be more on the side of doing it for the women as opposed to like yeah give me money I'll get this thing out of there for you
1: with the onset of prohibition Dolly and her husband opened a speakeasy named Marty O'Brien's
3: it did, <laughs> it, an, it did have an It did have an name, but yeah. they had to change it to Irish. <laughs> <Yeah. That's... laughs>
1: Through her political connections, she got set up with local mafia distributors who would help her get her bootleg liquor. Dolly also eventually earned a reputation as the best bartender in Hoboken.
2: Man, she is uh so far multi-skilled, huh? Yeah, what the hell
3: is she doing? <laughs> she's I guess Is there anything she can't do? I know she's out here being a little New Jersey AOC of the early 1900s, <laughs> then fucking an abortion doctor, <laughs> then helping people like do their paperwork, then fucking like, how's she even working at a bar? Who's taking care of her baby?
2: Yeah, you know, that's like... Where's that
3: big headed son of a bitch at?
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's too busy being six foot tall and eight years old, man.
3: Well, I'm telling you, little people have more energy. That's all it is. She's a little tiny girl. She's able to bounce around.
1: Well, that's a good question, because my, that's my next note. So her son had to spend a lot of time up at the bar. He'd do his homework, and he'd read up there. Um, she was said to be a doting mom. Her son was a talented singer. He'd sometimes sing on top of the piano for tips at the tavern. All right, smart kid. But due to her reputation as an abortionist, her son wasn't welcome to sing at most local churches. Ah, gotcha. He had well, to. He like, had to sing yeah. at the speakeasy because the churches wouldn't bring him in. He just well, wants if, to sing. Well,
3: if anything, like I said, that's the one that got away. Let's praise this one. She's out here taking out babies. This one is fresh and good and sings. Bring him in. Don't yeah. exclude him. A miracle,
1: thirteen pounds <laughs> at yeah. birth. I'm yeah, can... shitting on this poor kid. Like, do we love the babies or not? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you don't like when she has, gives abortions, but then all of a sudden she has a baby. We're not going to let that little fucker sing at the church.
3: I bet you he sings better songs at an Irish pub. You know what I mean? More artistic license in there. There's
1: grown men crying (laughs) over their beers, you know? He had to sing Danny Boy, even though though he's (laughs)
2: Sicilian. I don't know if he's Irish or Italian.
1: Uh, He's got two immigrant parents. He's on the piano at Marty O'Brien singing Danny Boy and shit. (laughs) I bet you they just raised him Irish. Like he just thought he was Irish his whole life. In 1927, she would use her connections to get her husband a job as a fireman, where he would eventually work his way all the way up to the rank of captain. All right. See? Not bad for a little yeah, illiterate a liter- Sicilian. You know?
3: <laughs> well, actually, that's still not good. Like, he's still getting outshined by his old lady. Right. She got him the gig? What, I mean, whatever, man. That's yeah, you know. She didn't get him the captain,
2: though. Yeah. He had to get that. Yeah. And by this time, I mean, I'm just going to throw him a bone and say he's probably reading a little bit. I mean his, wife's, <laughs> I his wife his wife his wife's you know she's multi-talented <sighs> She's no, she's no slouch. She's probably teaching him right, A little here and there. He's, mm. you can't be captain of a fire station and not know have a little bit of literacy. He may have not just been illiterate, you know. He might have just had like a bad dyslexia problem or something. So it's like his whole life, people are calling him illiterate, but really, you know. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all giving him a backstory. and <laughs> no, you're really into him. Like, yeah. I sorry, I didn't somebody's mean... living vicariously <laughs> I through this
1: illiterate immigrant. <laughs> maybe he was just a chubby little dyslexic kid that people were picking on huh how about hey, that little... maybe he's just a chubby little dyslexic kid
3: that didn't really read books but he just knows a lot about beer could tell you a lot about him huh what about that he works on cars and shit he probably sat in on the bed while she was reading uh the bedtime stories to the little guy like that's how he learned they learned together he did he
1: did homework at the bar too right just a little little sicilian singing danny boy and the fire captain <laughs> is doing their homework up at marty o'brien's
2: no oh, that's pretty good
1: so her son would go on to become one of the most famous stars in american history
3: Wait,
1: hey, what yeah, yeah we weren't ready for that one yeah you just dropped something <laughs> the
3: biggest in american history. like whoa what happened
1: her son would go on to become one of the most famous stars in american history okay
3: okay and he's a little
1: uh sinatra
3: yep that's what i was gonna guess so
1: yep
2: sinatra. that was a total guess i didn't know but, yep. but i just had to figure because you said
1: in american history so you just did some quick math you're like hold on let me see italian okay. we yep. got the 20s let yep. me do some math yep. yeah so that's
2: uh frank sinatra the only one that didn't add up was the 13 pounder i mean i didn't rem- i didn't <laughs> think sinatra had like uh you know, I didn't think he was giant or anything. Yeah, because he didn't grow up to be a big dude.
1: Like, on top of the uh, the forceps scar, he also had some acne problems that gave him some permanent scarring. Okay. Luckily, he he wasn't a star in the HDH.
2: Yeah. So, well, either so way, he never it did, turned into a big deal. Yeah, it didn't yeah. seem to matter, right? Yeah, I
1: don't really think that held him back. Right. He seemed to do just fine on his own. So legend has it she loved gambling and hated losing. Whenever Dolly would visit her son-in-law's Vegas, they would set her up at a rig slot machine that would pay out more than it lost.
3: <laughs> that's nice. My mom really hates losing. Can you just stick her in a machine that's a guaranteed yeah. winner?
1: At that time, Vegas, you're, everybody's vying for Frank Sinatra's uh, performances, right? Probably you'd be willing to set Frank Sinatra's mom up at whatever machine to get Sinatra to perform, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, and, and see, I, everybody, see, I
2: i'm waiting to see where the rest <laughs> of the sentence goes goddamn fucking well it got better i <laughs> was just, seeing then i was just, hearing it just pisses me off that it's actually like that where you know they're like hey there, here's the hot slot machine you know what i mean like don't get me wrong like i don't fuck around with slots anyways because i just feel like there's way too fucking many of them and there's no way anybody's winning shit off them but it just now it's
3: confirmed, you know <laughs> Thanks a lot. Tank would right. be there next to her be like, fuck you. He'd be there like losing, and then she'd be like, ding, 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 like fucking whore. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding,
1: ding. <laughs> fucking yeah. like, you know it's rigged, right? That's the only reason why you're winning, lady. So far we've had illiterate immigrants, oppressing females, illegal abortions, but these rigged slot machines, that pisses tank yeah. off. You know what? <laughs> this is this is bullshit, man. Your
2: husband was a fucking illiterate. God damn it. No. Uh, I mean, I just. I thought her husband
3: was your boy. Now you're turning into he is... <laughs> Until she turned into a cheater. A yeah. fucking cheater. All of a sudden, that, real, that slot machine uh...
1: really got under
3: you. Yeah, like, oh, yeah.
1: yeah. So she was, she a, was a criminal. So... She cheated on the slot machines, right? That was her criminal pact.
3: You you were a member of the family. You were liking her, the husband, the kid. Everything was cool.
1: Then all of a sudden. Fucking she's...
3: slot machine. Like, you know what? Fuck you and your husband, lady.
1: <laughs> God So, her husband died of a heart attack on January 24th, 1969.
3: Are you going to be okay, Tank? You all right? Uh,
1: Why? Why could it be that bitch on Cheating Slot Machines? (laughs) So, uh, her husband's name was Antonino Martino Sinatra. So, I purposely left the names out early so we could kind of... You know, bury the lead on that one. But I didn't want to go through the whole thing without saying the guy's name. You sandbagging (laughs) son of a bitch. (laughs) On January 6, 1977, Dolly was on a private flight to Vegas. The plane crashed and what was ruled a crew error resulted in the deaths of everyone on board. Damn. They crashed into a snowy mountain ridge on the way out to Vegas.
3: I love how they're so like, it was a crew error. Like it was the pilot error. (laughs) Like, I don't think the stewardess had much to do with it. (laughs) Right. Did
2: did she ram the drink cart out of the escape hatch or something and depressurize the plane?
3: Like, what the fuck? I mean, it could have been teamwork between the pilot and co-pilot, but I don't think Sally, like, checking bags had anything (laughs) to do with the situation.
1: It says that they crashed into a 10,000-foot snowy mountaintop ridge. Damn. Because of the darkness and freezing temperatures, rugged terrain, it would take the authorities days to recover the bodies okay man it's
3: kind of hard to get everybody
2: from the top of a mountain yeah talk about and you said that was the 70s uh 77 the year i was born so she was uh she was in her 80s she was almost 80 yeah okay Mm -hmm. so man talk about a life uh living against the odds crazy like what are the odds of first of all
3: coming back from that big ass kid i know (laughs)
2: right they like, they um,
3: had to do like five husband stitches on that one you know what i mean
2: i know a lot of people were moving to america at that time but you know you move to america you know your husband's illiterate and he somehow works his way to captain of the i mean don't get me wrong she had connections with the mob and shit and then, like, your son's Frank fucking Sinatra, and then just one day you're fucking flying in a plane, and which they say is, like, one of the safest ways to travel, supposedly, if you believe the statistics, and then you just crash into a fucking mountaintop, a snowy mountaintop, and shit's like, man, talk about a life of just... Slim odds living, you know what I mean? Right, well, damn, not how's it <laughs> slim odds living at the casino though? fucking Rigged odds living there, but
3: I want to see Tank host this one time. That was a lot shorter than what you did, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's a, that's the tiktok tock 15 seconds, <laughs> 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 uh, but no, I mean, it is real weird. It just hit me. Uh, her escalation, yeah, she married the illiterate, but I mean, he was Sicilian, that was a big problem. But, uh, like, she started off, like, helping immigrants get legal status. She was doing abortions. She was fighting for suffrage. And then she just turned into, ah, she was a great bartender. And she did uh, bootlegging with the mob. And, uh, she turned into a gambling addict. Like, that's what <laughs> happened. She went from AOC to just, like, the drunk old lady, like, at Vegas that like <laughs> wants a <to> punch <laughs> in the face. Well, not her, not, not her, but the <laughs> casino know. owners.
1: Well, like, no, I could have... I. I kind of skipped through the story I could have dug into. The problem is it's a lot of insinuation, and I can't make it one big legend has it, but everybody knows a lot of Frank Sinatra's stories involves a lot of mob connections and breaks yeah. here and there. So a lot of people say that his rise to stardom might have been the same way she used her mob connections to get liquor, to get you know her husband into the fire academy, right could have been used to get him gigs and get stuff done for him, which helped escalate him to the top. Well, I
3: mean, we've done a lot in the early 1900s. The line between mafia people and politicians is even slimmer than it is now. Now yeah. like, there is no mob. It just is the state nowadays. So back then, like her being political in the beginning, then her running a bar and being a bootlegged, like, yeah, the mob is of course they're in and, and there's some like how much of an influence she had like you said that's like a legend has it situation we don't know exactly but like yeah if you ran a bar back then and shit you you probably you knew some boxers.
1: so she was portrayed once by olympia uh olympia dukakis in a 1992 biographical miniseries on sinatra but here's the uh, some pictures of dolly sinatra so- hello dolly so some of them, obviously, they're not great pictures because they're a little bit older, but we got a bit of a progression. Yeah. And you can see that she's definitely a small lady because that's her with Frank Sinatra in the middle, and he's not yeah. a big dude, and he's he looks like fucking Rip Hamilton standing over her or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, she looks in that last picture, and it's kind of her size, but also in that last picture, for some reason, it could be those glasses. She reminds me of that real tiny lady who's been in everything, like, from when I was childhood to today, she's still like on CSI, but she was oh, uh, the principal and kindergarten about. cop. Oh, that's yeah, like yeah. her most famous I know thing, I think. Yeah, but I know but like she's in about. everything and like she's still around and like she's been old since I was a little kid.
2: I forgot what her name is, but I know who you're talking about.
1: Her name is Linda Hunt. Yeah, oh, Linda okay.
3: Hunt. The most basic ass name <laughs> ever. Like,
1: yeah, that is a tough one so hard world. to remember right
3: him how many times do you think throughout sinatra's life because she's a little sicilian lady she, he had to hear the story 13 pounds <laughs> this little frame you think that was easy
2: well you think he say, heard that all the time as a man who had an italian grandmother who lived not far from hoboken new jersey whose parents came from italy uh rest in peace nonna it's yes heard it a lot and uh <laughs> and 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 on top of that when when memories were fading of other things in life that was a sharp memory and easily remembered and brought up so what
1: one of the last remember your big every time you see your big ass that's a reminder yeah, of it uh,
3: this story is really hitting home for tank over here well
1: Italian grandma this is going to wrap up the case study of uh, tank's childhood <laughs> with the sicilians sicilian grandmas and shit i told you i learned how to read <laughs> All right, let's just say hello to the bad guy. Thanks for coming, and thanks for listening.
0: Was down bad. my mama had to be dad. Spend my birthdays in the trap. We had to work with what we had. She been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man. Plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the cam. And I don't need a hundred friends, I just want a hundred bands, a hundred jugs, a hundred scams, ay, ay. So out of money grabbed a hundred hams. Out so of money, grabbed a bunch of <coughs> and bands. I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the so Fuck yeah. a judge with a grudge. I'm blowing crud for my mental, life. and I still keep it on me. Run your big homie. First you meet your dead homie, Ayy. yeah. Say hello to the bad guy, Ayy. the good guy coming last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. Ayy. I like my money, had a fast pass. Ayy. Say hello to the bad guy, Ayy. the good guy coming. I, I just did the dasher right? in the fast lane, let my money at a fast pace. Look like I drag race, Control your up in my ashtray. I'm in my bag, good yeah. good girl, bad face, slim waist and her ass fake. And yeah, she in love with the bad guy, but bad bitches never act right. She act up until that back fly, did a turn around in one night. Say hello to the bad guy, the good guy come coming last place, you smell that dope when I pass by, I let my money at a fast pace, say hello to the bad guy, the good guy come coming last place, you smell the dope when I pass by, I let my money at a fast pace.
4: With me, bit like a Baron, rulers are bred like Kaisers. roll with the goal of get beaten like outsiders. These amateur animals swinging the wrong jungle, climbing the wrong vines mean these lions will snuff you. Concrete wilderness building our own structures, writing our own order, appointing our own judges, overthrowing authority, morally lack conscience, fighting for survival with rivals with throat punches. Monitor the area Carrying curved swords Slither in the breath till we crush them With boot force Men storming the harbor With armored attack armaments Calling all guards To swarm them And skin their faces For ornaments Order more troops To corner them Agent Orange And order them Kill them all Just destroy them And let your guy Get to sorting them Cordovana corroded As soon as it was awarded Some embraces were thwarted Before they could be supported Rolling thunder bombarded And flaming Niagara, Viet Cong, and the battle with landmines and grenades and flamethrowers to scatter them. Dear Mama, this battle is harder than what we thought it'd be. Every part of me scarred, I'll be recognized when they murder me. run put on your army helmets now you're running toward the sun with all your guns defenses down flashes everywhere the lights create an atmosphere water in your lungs you pray for death but life is here. You're about to die, face it, you're about to die. Zero sand in your glass, fuck it, you can't even cry. Put a dagger to your neck, just to keep yourself in check. Put a dagger to your neck, just to keep yourself in check. Everybody grab a side as you fight to stay alive. Dancing on a hand grenade so you can die and they survive. Silver bullets in the sky, dropping seven second death. Scattering the children, run, rubbing till there's nothing left. Ashes in the water, sons and daughters hold the flags up high. Wallow in the harbor as the military tanks arrive. Penetrate the border with disorder like an animal. Every war is the honor of turning kings into cannibals oh.